The glow of a banked fire warms the faces of those gathered in a circle. Their hands are filled with a warming drink, and their bodies are relaxed. A child cries out, but is quickly rocked to sleep. The stars shine down from the dark sky, and the sound of night insects blend with the popping of the fire. Rising from her log, the elder faces the circle, searching the faces of those gathered. Her eyes catch on one, and she raises a gnarled finger. You, you have a story. Come, offer its wisdom. Tell us your name. A young woman stands. I am called the innocent. I am pure, trusting, and full of virtue. I see life as simple and good. I am ever loyal and full of joy. Faith guides my footsteps, and miracles happen around me. But if I fall into shadow, I become blind and naive. I trust those who are not trustworthy and hide my pain from myself. Ungrounded, I remain loyal when it is not deserved, and I obey to the point of conformity. I turn a blind eye to reality and cling to dreams and fantasies. Tonight, I would offer the tale Forearms. A girl went out every day with the family pig to look for truffles. The pig's nose was finely attuned to the smell of them, and he would spend all day snorting around the base of trees. The girl would pick up the hidden truffles while the pig quickly crunched away at the rest. Every day, back and forth, back and forth, the girl made the journey from home to the forest with the pig. She only went where the pig led her and gathered the truffles the pig found. She did not like the taste of truffles, so ate none herself. While the pig was her only companion, she was not fond of him, for he seemed of single thought. One day, while the pig and girl were gathering truffles, a gray wolf rushed from behind a tree and attacked the pig. With squeals filling the air, the girl ran from the wolf as it devoured the pig, and she went deeper into the forest. The girl was unfamiliar with the forest, for she had never ventured out beyond the hickory trees. The pine floor took a steep incline, and the girl began running downhill, branches whipping at her face. Stumbling over a root, the girl fell and began to roll down the hill. She rolled four times before she reached the bottom of the hill. Bruised and lacerated, she stood and found her sides ached most horribly. Looking down, the girl saw that four new arms had sprouted from her rib cage. Horrified, the girl began to cry. She tried to wrap her original arms around herself, but they were paralyzed. Instead, the new middle arms rose and comforted her. However, the new lower arms did not try to soothe the girl, but hung further away, separate. The girl began to walk on, though she was now very lost and did not know how to find her way home. The girl grew very thirsty, and when she happened upon a stream, she reached down and drank, her middle arms cupping the water and bringing it to her lips. Feeling a little better, the girl continued on. Now that her thirst had been quenched, her hunger grew rampant. Spying a bush full of berries, she walked toward it. But as she looked at the fruit, something wasn't quite right. The girl tried to recall what plants she could eat, but she had never been taught more than farm work. Suddenly, the two lower arms yanked the girl closer to the bush. The arms filled their greedy hands with plump red berries and began stuffing them into the girl's mouth. The girl was too stunned to react, but when the sweet juice filled her mouth, she gladly swallowed the berries. Finished eating, the girl saw her lower hands were stained red. She tried to wipe the color off and even washed it in a nearby stream, but nothing would remove the red stain. Night began to fall, and the girl looked for a place to hide as the forest filled with darkness. She found a tree with large roots and tried to crawl under them, but her lower arms would not let her go in, jutting out at strange angles and refusing to fold. She huddled half in, half out as best she could. 
The girl woke in the middle of the night with a horrible pain in her stomach. She stumbled from the tree and was sick a short distance away. After emptying her stomach, she collapsed and only her middle hands tended her, wiping the sweat from her face and comforting her. In the morning, the girl tried to use her original arms, but they were still unresponsive. The girl felt hot with fever, but she knew she must continue on. She walked all day, her feet stumbling over branches and ground as her body grew hotter and hotter. She was not paying attention to where she was going or what was around her until she stumbled out of a thicket and found the same gray wolf of the earlier attack. The girl froze. The wolf looked at the girl for a moment, then carried the meat in her mouth to the tree a few feet away. Out jumped three tiny wolves that pounced and growled at the meat their mother dropped before them. Too afraid to move forward, lest the wolf attack her, and too weak to go back, the girl quietly sat down and watched the wolf pups. They stumbled on their four legs and their fur stuck up in all directions, but they had their sharp teeth and used them to rip into the flesh. The girl, fatigued with fever and chills, found it hard to stay upright. As she watched the wolves, her vision faded until she lost consciousness. A cold nose woke the girl. It was the she-wolf. The girl tried to back away from her, terrified of her fangs, but something dropped into the girl's lap. Her eyes, blurred with fever, could only make out a green shape. But her middle arms reached for it, plucking something from the bundle, and placed it in the girl's mouth. A bitter taste coated the girl's tongue and she tried to spit the leaves out. But the wolf snarled and the hands pushed more leaves into her mouth. The girl, fearing attack from the wolf, swallowed the leaves. Slowly, the fever left the girl and she recovered. In the morning, the girl was well enough to travel on. She stood and looked over at the she-wolf who stared back at her with yellow eyes. Suddenly, the wolf grabbed one of her pups by the scruff of his neck and trotted over to the girl. Reaching with her middle arms, the girl accepted the pup. He looked up at her with wide open eyes and ears edged in white. A fierce pain ripped through the girl. The she-wolf had taken one of her lower arms in her jaws and with another powerful jerk, yanked it from the girl's side. The girl cried out as the red-stained hand was flung away and she tried to cover herself from further attack. But a soft touch revealed the wolf pup licking her torn side and the wound soon healed up. A horrible scar remained, but the pain was gone. Shaken by the event, the girl clutched the pup to her and with one last look at the she-wolf, continued into the forest. The girl followed the sun's path through the leaves until she was forced to settle down for the night. The little wolf pup went off hunting for his own food. In the night, the girl had many bad dreams, and when she woke, she found herself hanging over a cliff by her one remaining lower arm. The treetops below would surely mangle her body and kill her. The lower arm tried to throw her from the cliff, but her middle arms latched onto the edge. The lower fingers tried to pry them away, scrabbling and clawing. The girl cried for help, sure she would die there. A wolf cry answered her, and suddenly the pup, no longer a pup but a proud male wolf, stood above her on the cliff. He bit and chewed the lower fingers into a bloody pulp, then helped drag the girl upward onto solid ground. The red-stained fingers of the hand were a mess, and the wolf quickly bit them off and threw them over the cliff. When he went to sever the arm at its base, the girl cried out in fear. She was afraid of the pain, but feared more that she would never regain her natural arms, hence needing this treacherous limb. She asked the wolf to leave it for now. The wolf did not like this, growling a warning at the mangled arm, but he abided the girl. The girl and the wolf walked all day, and her stump ached and ached. She tore a strip from her dress to wrap it in, but did not notice the red lines snaking their way up her arm. When night came and the wolf went off hunting, the girl unwrapped her arm and saw the stump had become infected, full of sickly yellow pus. She wrapped it back up before the wolf returned and tried to fall asleep. In the morning, the stump ached so badly the girl could not walk. The wolf pulled the wrap from the stump, causing the girl to gag and look away, 
Insects had caught the scent of the putrid wound and nestled inside during the night. It was overrun with crawling bugs that had eaten chunks of the rancid flesh. The girl was horrified and regretted not letting the wolf remove the stump at the cliff. The girl asked the wolf to take the remaining arm from her. She closed her eyes and with a quick tug, the stump pulled free. Again, the wolf flicked and cleaned the girl's side and it healed up into a scar. The girl eventually made her way out of the forest. She found that miraculously she was not far from town. She saw smoke in the distance and began to make her way there. Drawing near, the girl saw a funeral pyre blazing high and she wondered who had died. As she continued toward the fire, she saw a child dart into the flames. The girl ran forward and reaching into the flames with her middle arms, snatched the child from the fire. As she pulled her hands free, they crumbled, turning into white ash. The girl felt no pain and she found her original arms were now no longer paralyzed. The girl picked the child up, checking to make sure she was unharmed. She turned back to the forest and saw the wolf at the border. He looked at her for a long time. Then he made his way out of the trees to the girl and the child in her arms. Something caught the girl's eye and she turned to the forest once more. The she-wolf stared at her from the edge of the forest, inclined her head, and then returned into the woods. <laughs>